Here's the new Cold War podcast with Edward Lucas. Donald Trump wants to punish Angela Merkel by pulling US troops out of Germany. As I argued in my column for the London Times in early June 2020, this move would leave everyone, including Americans, at greater risk. In 2017, Donald Trump presented a bemused Angela Merkel with an invoice backdated to 2002 for the equivalent of £300 billion. It reflected, the American president claimed, Germany's chronic underspending on defence. Last year, Mr Trump insisted that Germany and Japan should pay the full cost of their US military protection, plus a 50% premium, making an alliance into a protection racket, some critics said. But the latest rumpus is by far the most damaging, for Germany, for Europe, for the United States and for Britain. Without any warning or planning, the President in early June ordered the Pentagon to cap the military presence in Germany from September at 25,000. That would be a cut of more than a quarter. Ben Hodges, until recently the US Army commander in Europe, called it a colossal mistake. It makes America weaker and the world more dangerous. It's also, incidentally, dreadful news for Britain. Our overstretched forces will have to do more, and NATO, the keystone of our security post-Brexit, will be gravely weakened, increasing our dependence on an evidently capricious America. The move may delight Mr Trump's supporters in the run-up to the election in November, and it's certainly a gratifying rebuke to Mrs Merkel, whom the American leader finds by far his most irritating international counterpart. She prompted the latest outburst by snubbing a presidential invitation to a G7 summit in Washington. The troop withdrawal is payback too for Germany's persistently stingy defence spending. The largest economy in Europe budgets only 1.38% of its national income for the protection of itself and its allies. That's way below NATO's 2% threshold, which Germany, like other countries, has signed up to. Germany also faces US sanctions over a new gas pipeline to Russia across the Baltic Sea. That's a self-centred venture that undermines the energy security of Germany's East European neighbours. The German business lobby also ensures that the government does nothing to anger decision-makers in Beijing, infuriating Americans seeking support in what they see as the West's existential struggle with China. It could have been worse. Mr Trump's original plan was to withdraw all US forces. Officials didn't take that seriously, and when he returned to the issue this week, they were flabbergasted. Now they're aghast at the task ahead, especially as the US presence in Europe, only one-tenth of its Cold War strength, is already stretched perilously thin. And the timescale is impossibly short. Which troops will move? To where? What about their families? The damage to military readiness, says General Hodges, will be huge. The US bases in Germany are not just a vital part of NATO's contingency plans to deal with Russian mischief in Eastern Europe. They also provide vital training, logistics, medical care and intelligence for missions in Africa, the Middle East and Southwest Asia. These capabilities, live fire exercises in Bavaria, for example, cannot be recreated quickly in other countries or in some cases at all. The deeper problem is even bigger. The troops in Germany are a key part of a military presence in Europe that is the bedrock of American global leadership. It dates back to the D-Day landings 76 years ago and the Berlin airlift of 1948. The transatlantic relationship has had its ups and downs, 
notably over Vietnam in the 1960s and the Iraq War in 2003. But it beat the Nazis and the Soviets and now underpins an international system in finance, health, law, trade, security and other things that benefits everyone, above all Americans. Mr Trump's transactional worldview has no place for such arrangements. He's pulling out of the despised World Health Organization and regards NATO as little better. In its place, he wants bilateral security arrangements, where a US military presence is the reward for political flattery and the purchase of American-made weapon systems. Some countries may benefit from this in the short term. Poland has eagerly offered to host the troops being withdrawn from Germany. But that's unwise. A beauty contest is no substitute for the capabilities, expertise, loyalties, personal ties and planning developed over decades by the most successful military alliance in history. The president's petulant behaviour does not just undermine US credibility in Europe. It dismays American allies elsewhere, particularly in East Asia, where countries such as South Korea and Japan are increasingly mistrustful of what used to be their unquestioned security guarantor. The danger of miscalculation in Beijing and Moscow has just risen sharply. If the US treats even Germany this way, what price Taiwan or Estonia? Some glimmers of hope pierce the gloom. One is the president's notoriously short attention span. Past spats with Germany, such as the invoice stunt, just fizzled out, and this one may too. A symbolic cut may be achieved by some number juggling over rotations and deployments elsewhere. As with his largely unbuilt border wall, Mr Trump can declare a great victory and move on. And then there's Congress. Lawmakers can refuse to vote money to pay for the withdrawal and hold hearings in which administration officials will be grilled over the flimsy rationale behind the move. Senate Republicans include loyal Atlanticists, who are already speaking out against Mr Trump, at least on this issue. For all that, the shock may also be salutary. European countries are mostly free riders on defence. Germany, in particular, is beset by a complacent pacifism that conveniently overlaps with its commercial interests. Military budgets must rise and should be spent more intelligently and efficiently. Europe should think more clearly about the threat from China. Such reflection might bring renewed appreciation of the transatlantic alliance, if it still exists by then. This is Edward Lucas with the New Cold War podcast. You can find more about me, my books and other publications at edwardlucas.com or follow me on Twitter at Edward Lucas. This has been a homegrown media production. For more on the New Cold War, please visit edwardlucas.com.